Welcome back to Imperfect Parenting. You I'm almost s- said the wrong one, didn't you? No, I was thinking about <laughs> it. I was, I was going to say intentional, <laughs> imperfect, coffee kids and crazy. We are no longer coffee kids and crazy. We haven't been for a long time for now. many, many months now. Yep. Welcome back, Seth. It's good to be I back. I said every time, but I know it's just special. Once a month I'm <laughs> here, and the rest of the time, it's you guys. It's just us. Yeah, last month we talked about raising young men. Mm-hmm. Ben and I go. talked a, a bit. You talked a bit. It was really good. Yeah, I, I mean, I what I don't have that you guys have in the men's group is you have the little men's group. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, a ladies' group. I feel like I kind of unofficially have one, but I don't necessarily have. Well, it's not true. I did join. I was going to say. This is new. This is happening. It's new to this year. What is this? What do you got? It's not a men's group. It's not, it's not a men's group. But, book uh, club? No. It's not a book club. Keep guessing. This is Guns funny. and Cigars Club? <laughs> Guns and Roses. Guns that's and what Roses? That's what we're doing. No, it is uh, really finding uh, ladies that are leading apostolically in different, uh, one of the seven mountains, mm-hmm. one way or another. So my mom started this group, and uh, she's she's the one kind of bringing people in. Uh, it was another friend of ours started something similar and so this is kind of an offshoot of that and but it's it's different it's different than your what your guys group is but same heart some some pretty powerhouse women too yeah in, in these groups and and the fun thing is they are all apostolic leaders in either the church mountain the uh, i'm i'm family mountain that's yeah. my mm-hmm. what's well, what i represent entertainment industry Business. I mean, that we're just really chasing after different things there, and so it's it's bringing heaven to earth. It's work. already been really fun, but it's new. You guys have a bit more momentum than I do on this, but I'm excited yep. to have that. So, well, I there might be a spot to even share a little bit more about that and what it's providing for you as a as a female leader and mm-hmm. and then leading that girls from that place. But before we get there, mm-hmm. we have to. We cannot yeah. miss talk this about our meme. No, and it feels like a dad meme yes. for the girls. <laughs> yeah, this is a Ben meme. So this is uh, Will Ferrell, this picture. If you <laughs> haven't seen it yet, go find this one. He's got this crazy look on his face. Yeah, I, I think great. this is Ron Burgundy, one of his characters. I is don't know. Anchorman? I've never actually seen that movie, but I know he's in it. We talk about a lot of movies on here, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm well, we're trying to give context for where it came yeah. from. They pull a lot of memes from movies. So Actually, it's just the faces they make, yeah. like it's, this one. It's mm-hmm. a very stern face. So a very like. stern face with the very thick mustache and curly <laughs> hair. Looking, Looking at his daughter is the assumption we're making here. There's no daughter in the picture. But it says this. My daughter can have three male friends. The father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, Dads love their daughters yes, and want to protect deeply. them. I saw another meme that looked like a girl's first day of high school or something like that, and she had um, a photo of her father on it, and her father was standing next to him. He looks like this big bodybuilder and says, uh, just in case you get any ideas, this is what my dad looks like. That's what it said on yes, her shirt. that's awesome. <laughs> and it's kind of my, my girls would come home just throughout the years and say something to the effect of, this boy wants my number, or I think he's going to ask for my number. Mm-hmm. And I've told them for years now, if anyone asks for your number, just give them my number. Mm-hmm. Don't even tell them. Mm-hmm. Just say, or, or tell them, it's my dad's number. You have to call him first. Yeah. And it's, it's a great deterrent. Or it requires a young man to push in a little bit deeper if he really wants to mm-hmm. yeah. pursue my little girl. I, 
There's a guy that you and I both follow. I'm blanking on his name right now. We both really like him. We've kind of noticed the last couple of days, like, ooh, this guy's great. He was talking about that one time on social media, and he was saying, like, yeah, you need to call my dad. But he said the powerful thing, which I think your daughters have, is when you're so connected to your daughter that she wants them yes. to call you. She wants them to talk to you. She wants your approval of who's going to pursue her and who's going to talk to her. And I was like, dude, that guy's on it. That's, That's awesome. exactly it. Where it's like yeah. your daughter, you're not forcing no. her to go, they have to you call must. me. She's actually going, oh, you want them to call you first you want to talk to them yeah. first i'm down with that this i'm is good the guy with to talk to yeah this is the guy to talk to yeah which i think <clears throat> I mean, the point that i have for watching my girls and being a woman is we're so designed to have covering you know we're so designed to want someone to be our protector to to be this place of we're desired we're wanted we're safe you know, that is in our makeup from the very beginning. That doesn't mean that we can't shoot guns or climb mountains or all the things that yep. we can do. But there is this deep desire for us to have that question answered is, is I'm, am I desirable? Am I wanted? And that comes out of a place of covering. And if you're not married, you know, as our young daughters aren't, they're going to first find it probably from their earthly father Mm -hmm. until they learn how to have a relationship with their heavenly father. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously they'll have that when they come out, but they don't know how to nurture it. And that's so much of what the role of a father does for a young girl is display who the father is so they can go to the father and develop an intimate relationship with him and in this season of watching our girls grow up, Ben's doing a great job of being a dad. And sorry, my ears just got quiet for a second. I know, there. Yes, Ben's What's doing she a fabulous. You're doing job. an amazing okay, okay, job of being, being a, dad. a dad. Keep it up. I'm just a words guy, so it's good yes, to hear. Yes, you, yeah. you are. We'll hit you from both directions. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right, keep going. And <laughs> I think what I love watching you do is you. Right now, both our girls are in the season. Um, where they are in their own boat with their relationship with the Lord. You know, they, yeah. they're once more out in the ocean taking practice trips, and the other one's still kind of in the bay. But Ben is just sharpening their ability to find true identity in him. So when those moments come of the boy asks for my phone number, which we had this funny story. Delaney's walked through this a few times, and, um, you know, she has her own story and victories, but she had a moment, you know, we she gave her phone number or the phone number of her dad to this boy and all these things. Fast forward, Adeline's in the same situation and doesn't really know what to do, but she's enjoying the feeling pursued, the attention, attention. you know, all the things that you want them to enjoy. Mm -hmm. You just need to have the right... Do it well. Yeah, manage it well and put it in the right context. But she went to her older sister and said, what do I do? And she's like, oh, you give him dad's number. <laughs> this yeah. is what we do in this it house. Was so great. That's what we do. That was a win. <laughs> we give, give him dad's number. Tell him he can call your dad. Uh, it just was fun to see how that was stewarded and yeah. and really just good job, girls. What they what they've done with it. So it is it is interesting to to watch um, girls that have true identity from the father and girls that are still looking. And the difference in how they carry themselves, and it is, um, and then what happens from there 
just like we talked about before, boys that have, you know, value for who they are and what they carry and what their assignment is versus not. Mm -hmm. And how dangerous it can be when those things get matched up. I mean, we have young boys, so Mm -hmm. we're... We haven't really gotten into the throes of dating and respecting girls and all that stuff that's going to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but our girls are in that that wave yeah. of, I th- I think that they've both encountered in different ways how quickly they can become sexualized by boys. Yeah, which wow. is is a is a crazy thing, just in their the age that they're in, um, and then what they choose to do with that and how they choose to handle all those things that come at them as young women mm-hmm. and knowing th- what's the right thing to do and yeah. and really how to protect themselves from falling into a trap of, oh, this this is what I'm supposed to want, so should I give it to you? Yeah. I don't know if I should give it to you or not. But I think speaking from the perspective of a father, which I have, is um, I'm sitting there thinking about my first date with Delaney, mm-hmm. and she was... Five, six maybe five or six, <laughs> yeah. and I have a picture somewhere. It's just she's adorable, little, little girl holding a little cup of hot chocolate, and we're walking, holding hands somewhere, and that's our first date. And uh, I, I won't get emotional right now, though I can feel it on the inside trying mm-hmm. to come out. But I uh, to fast forward, there's just been these little moments throughout our time together, mm-hmm. and she's our oldest, so it's with both of them. But she's the practice one, <laughs> and I think about fast forwarding to this moment that was pivotal for me as, as a father that really came from, we've, we've talked about these books multiple times, but Meg Meeker, if you haven't read them yet and you've yeah. been listening to this podcast this whole time, go get the books. We've talked about them over and over. Yeah. Um, strong fathers, strong daughters, strong mothers, strong sons, mm-hmm. Dr. Meg Meeker. Mm-hmm. But the piece in that book that I've probably said multiple times here is that, that one of the biggest questions that our girls need us to answer as dads is, will you fight for me? Am I worth you fighting for me? And who I am, my identity, and and my, my security, and I think there's this moment where, you know, we progress through all these dates, me, me pursuing my girl, and then we en- end up at the school dance in ninth grade. Yeah. And I was reading this book, actually sitting on the sidelines as she's out there trying to figure it out, and with some boy. Dancing with some boy, we didn't really love. I mean, we loved him in Jesus' name, but yeah, we really didn't really him. love him for her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you know. I, my friend's dad sitting right there, her friend's dad sitting right there, and he had danced with his daughter a couple of times. So I thought, oh, I should try that. Go dance with my girl at this teenage high school dance. Wow. Brave. It was her first one, yeah. too. So I said, hey, honey, you want to dance with me? No. She's <laughs> and I thought, okay. not having it. I, I gave it a shot. So, uh, again, I've been reading this book, and, and her whole point is they're going to challenge you and probably even push you away. It feels like they're pushing you away to see if you will fight for me. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and sat with his dad and said, well, she said no. He was like, get back out there. Go ask her again. <laughs> yeah. Don't take no for an answer. You know, and he's, he's very different than I am in many ways. But he gave me some courage that day. We just told him this a few days ago. He's mm-hmm. never heard this story. This wow. is years ago. But I, I got back out there and I, she let me dance with her. I think it was a little reluctant. But it was this message of Delaney and Adeline, mm-hmm. every chance I get, you're worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm not going to settle at what what your your external voice is saying, which is get away from me, don't talk to me, go away. There's this there's this little girl inside of you saying, "Daddy, will you will you fight for me? Yeah, am I worth it?" 
And it's been such an amazing journey for me with my girls. It does something to me as a dad and as a man. I have to go find that thing and keep it on the surface. Mm-hmm. But it, it communicates the thing that every dad wants the little girl to hear. Yeah. You're worth it. I love it. I mean, this is good for me just to hear this. <laughs> like, my daughter hasn't been to any dances yet. But I can see, now that you say it, I'm like, oh, I see where she will do that in the house. Just... You know, she's frustrated about something. She'll kind of push me away with something. That, oh, are you going to come back and pursue me yep. when there's a misunderstanding or when I am mad at you? Like, oh, and I've seen, oh, yeah, that's what she's doing. I'm going to keep it for me when she's older. Well, I think so, even no, you can't dance with me. Your story that you talked about with the boys kind of violating her bedroom mm-hmm. and her you being the covering for her, mm-hmm. it's another one of those moments of – you know, okay. It just it just confirms my worth, my value. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I, we only have one other boy in the house, Lincoln. But he did do this thing for his uh, older sister, Adeline, just a couple years older than him, that just put on display that he's doing a good job becoming a young man. And I love that it also just encouraged his sister on there's another man that's telling me the same thing you know they get obviously from my dad and even my brothers are so encouraging um and all the other men around them but it in the house it sees you every day you know so she got made fun of said that she was not very pretty when she doesn't get herself dressed up and in a dress and makeup and hair and adeline's pretty confident and pretty direct and she says when have you ever seen me in that and he called her a donkey face or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, she kind of thought it was funny, but she came and told Lincoln about it. And they share an iPad account. <laughs> and so he oh, has yeah. access to this kid. this kid that had communicated that. So Lincoln goes and FaceTimes this kid that he's maybe met one time. That kid probably thought it was Adeline calling him. Probably. Answers it. And slight. Lincoln is there, and he said, don't you ever call my sister donkey face again. Or I'll kick your oh, face uh, like a donkey <laughs> no, with my taekwondo. He said, <laughs> he said cause you'll, otherwise you'll regret it. And then he hung up he on did. him. <laughs> I was shocked that he did that. But what I loved was watching Adeline's face as he would tell us the story. Totally. I mean, I loved it for Lincoln in so many places. Mm-hmm. But I loved it for Adeline because it was just this thing of seeing mm. this truth, which is you don't ever deserve to be treated this way. Yeah. And when Lainey was dating somebody and it was not going well, Lincoln was so angry. And he was like, you deserve more. And so, again, wow. being able to have this, these other men that are going to say, which he's still a boy, but he's got this beautiful heart that's mm-hmm. you know developing into a young man. But it, it does something for these. It just builds confidence for them to hold their ground on the treasure that they are yeah. yep. and that they should be protected, fought for. They, they are not this thing t- that should be tossed about or used and you know we've talked a lot with our girls about you know boys are more physical girls are more emotional and what happens when you try and meet the needs and typically girls give away the physical because Mm -hmm. they just want Want the 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 emotional piece met but it's not usually even met yeah and and so really just helping them understand you know the value of their body the value of you know 
all the things that they need to protect their hearts. I mean, there's just so many aspects to this, I think, that a father can speak into. Yeah. And it's hard as a mother because I think if you if you just praise your daughter for being beautiful and all these things, there's this thing of vanity that will set in. And so as moms, I think you're needing to be aware that I am praising your character that you're developing because, and praising the identity that you're pursuing in Christ rather than the beauty that's on the outward appearance. Sure, I tell my girls are beautiful, but I focus more on, on the inside piece because that's that's what's going to keep their heart protected. Which, yeah. which you do really well. And I, and I love watching our girls come to you and kind of bring their, their inner turmoil, like, Mom, how do, I, how do I sort through this stuff as a young woman? And just, just watching the interactions that I, that I get to be in the front row of is just amazing. So In our bed when they won't get out of bed at 10 o'clock at night, I'm like, I love you. That too. Can we have Let this at like <laughs> 9 in the morning? <laughs> hey, parents. Let's be real. As every parent from the beginning of time has discovered, kids don't come with a manual. Parenting is a learning journey from the beginning to end. And like all learning journeys, it's full of lessons, challenges, questions, mistakes, and messes. One of the biggest reasons so many of us get scared, discouraged, frustrated, and overwhelmed as a parent is we think the goal of parenting is to become perfect parents who raise perfect children, which leads us to adopt the fear-driven strategies that focus on avoiding mistakes and messes, and we use control and punishment to change behavior. I wrote a book called Imperfect Parenting, where I explained the true goal of parenting, a safe, loving, heart-to-heart connection with our kids. Pursuing the goal of connection is what sets us up to influence the hearts, minds, and behavior of our children as we guide them on their own learning journey to becoming healthy, confident, and emotionally intelligent. This book will give you the tools you need to lay down the goal of perfection and become fully engaged in your journey of building a healthy, connected family culture where your children can thrive. You can find Imperfect Parenting by going to www.lovingonpurpose.com and clicking store. That's www.lovingonpurpose.com and click store. It's interesting to watch my daughter go come to me for certain things and mm-hmm. go to mom for certain things and to see that and to know when it's like, oh, this is a mom thing. You need mom. Mm-hmm. And not – I don't feel like I have pressure to try to go talk to her about certain things. Like, no, she goes to mom. I love that. That's That was going to be my question. Like, oh, we're talking a lot about dads and what girls need from dads yeah. and raising young women as dads. I was going to go – what about moms? Like how do moms contribute to this? Especially because probably too, we do have a lot of people listening that may be single moms with mm-hmm. girls and they're like, how can I, yeah, what's my role? Mm-hmm. How can I help with this? I love asking our kids, um, who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Not what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Who do you want to be? Especially, I mean, like Lainey right now, she's just searching for where is she going to go next? And it's less about what school or profession. Sure, you know, you've got to figure that out. But who do you want to be when you become an adult? Who do you want to be, honey? You know, what do you want to bring to this world? What are your gifts that you see? And I I love to encourage her in what I naturally see she's so great at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your 
you have a gift that I don't have and I won't ever be able to probably relate to you, but I have high value for it. So how does that get to be put on display? And I, I love to, and same with Adeline, you know, we're just encouraging them in who they are and the natural bend and gifts and talents that they have. And, you know, I, I remember this moment with, with Adeline again, she's the youngest one in her group or one of the younger ones. And, you know, all the girls, that's the hard part. I don't know about boys, how development status quo, how you line oh, it up yeah, to. Oh, yeah, we have that. I, I don't really know. I just know the, the hair on my arms hasn't grown yet. All my yeah. friends have hairy mm-hmm. arms and legs. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, something like that. That's <laughs> totally what the girls are thinking. But, you know, and I just, the the thing that I remember sitting with her in, and I shared kind of briefly about this, was she was being critical of herself. Mm-hmm. And I just sat with her and I said, you know, the way you speak about yourself now will either increase in a positive or a negative. But you have to develop a habit of what you're going to practice right now. I said, otherwise, you're going to spend your whole life chasing away the negative, trying to find the positive. Mm-hmm. I said, and I love you too much to let you settle for the negative. So what are you going to do to protect your mind because it wants to be really mean to you? Yeah. And what does the Lord say about you, Addie? And so, I mean, that's kind of my, because women do. We just are so critical about, and I think the the world has made it even harder for us because there's just a, what you should look like, what you should dress like. All these things are really loud and all the different um, ads and everything that's out there that these young girls are, if I'm not that, then what am I? And so just kind of, I think fathers affirm the beauty piece um, and mothers affirm the the character piece. And together, wow. I think in unity, we get to confirm their identity piece yeah. and, and bring them back to the father. But paying attention to, like, so good. Ben's got to speak to her, like, you're beautiful, you're desirable, I'm going to fight for you, because that's what we want her to find. Mm-hmm. I wanted to find friends that are like, I love who you are. I love your character. I love your heart. I love your passion. I want you to feel alive around those friends, which is what I'm going to mirror. Yeah. And That's such a good key that, that mothers actually help shut down and quiet the, the critical voice in young, young women. Which means mothers got to mm-hmm. pay attention. We're back here. Mm-hmm. You know, just like fathers have to pay attention, I think mothers have to pay attention. And, you know, I, I this is a struggle for me. Um, and I got this uh, clothing box the other day, and I was filming it, trying to say, maybe I'll advertise that I got this. This could be fun. Adeline, who's my little influencer, you know, she's going to take Ashley's job, I think, uh, branding, loving on purpose at some point. But she's just, she's giving me tips. She's like, I, you're not supposed to say it like that. Because I said, this is ugly. This doesn't fit. This looks weird. And she goes, you're supposed to say this isn't the right cut for me, but I love it for somebody else. And I was just laughing that here's Adeline She's trying to yeah. tell me it's, it may not look how it's supposed to on you, but it doesn't mean it's not good. <laughs> I was just laughing. So then I got some more clothes from somewhere else and I put it on and I was very aware of how I was talking. Mm. And so I was trying the shirt on and she's like, Oh, I love it. And the, so we were dancing around in my room, just being silly. But I, I think that's the, you know, whatever your body shape is, whatever season of health that you're in or whatever it is you're going for. If, if I speak negatively all the time about my self, 
why would I expect my girls mm. to do anything different? Can I ask That's a great. random question? No. Straight <laughs> off the top of my head with something I see strange about this in society right now. And it's totally off the cuff, so okay. Love we'll it. see Go what happens. It. Okay, so it used to be all the advertisements, all the promotions, all the things f- aimed at women were mm-hmm. perfectly skinny, mm-hmm. fit, mm-hmm. sexy, lean, Very, and skinny yeah. is sexy. And now it's almost turned to overweight mm-hmm. is healthy, overweight is beautiful, and it's like this... I won't say anything negative about myself. If I'm a little overweight, and I'm not a girl, but if I'm a little overweight and I don't look like that skinny model, I'm not. I'm no longer going to beat myself up, but it looks like it's begun moving towards it's healthy and it's good to be super plus size. Yeah. like 150 pounds overweight. 150 pounds overweight, not 20 pounds, 30 pounds. Like, yeah. hey, we're working stuff out. I'm working out. My, you know, we're all in that boat, all of us, like – like, I could lose a little bit of this belly, right? We're all there, but like, oh, I'm not. It's. I think it's. It's interesting to go. Oh, it's part of the conversation. Young women used to beat themselves up because they didn't look as good as the super skinny model, but now, like, whoa, you're embracing something also very unhealthy. Yeah, that's really easy. It swings from one side to the other. So, like, with that context of like, hey, yeah, we're not going to beat ourselves up, and at the same time, like. Hey, if you're getting that big and that unhealthy, we're not going to call it healthy and we're not going to say we want to help. But that's like some of the stuff we've been talking about, feedback, community, talking about things. You got something in your teeth that kind of like (laughs) I just I don't know. Figuratively, he pointed at me. Yeah, I'm trying to because that's what we were talking about earlier (laughs) Um, a few months ago. Yeah, the goal should never be uh, that you're skinny. I think the goal should always be that you're healthy. Yeah. Um, so if you're honest with yourself, I don't know that our bodies, um, I haven't ever heard a doctor say that um, being 150 pounds over the recommended weight, that's a healthy weight that you feel good, is healthy. Right. Um, but I, I can't speak for anyone but my own body shape. So I know where healthy is, and I also know when I'm at that weight and I'm not healthy. I think healthy is you know, I am able to move. I'm able to keep up with my kid. Like those are big yeah. indicators for me of of health. Energy level. Is yeah. my energy level. Can I play outside with my kids or am I just sitting in the chair? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the way that um, I always laugh that when I'm trying to fit into something that clearly doesn't fit me, oh, why is that? Is it because I want to be smaller, but I'm unwilling to do the work? That's a that's an indicator for me. Like, okay, I don't want to let go of these pants, but they clearly don't really fit me. Yeah. Why is that? I want to be in those pants. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do I need? What do I need? And I I just had this conversation with um, our coworker. He does fitness. I mean, I call him the big guy in the back. He loves it. He thinks that he's, but he is. He loves fitness. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I've gone on so many different health journeys, and the last one that I w- was on, and you know, I I. I started it because I, I hated who I was. I couldn't find anything in there of Brittany that I really loved, which is really hard to lead young girls because I feel like I'm lying to them when I put on anything and they go, you're beautiful. My first thought is, no, I'm not. Yeah. And, and that led to a season of depression for me, which was really hard for our whole family. Is I, we were homeschooling, and so here I am just – I 
don't love me. I was just talking to him because I'm like, okay, I I want to I want to get moving. Movement for me and being able to move and have energy mm-hmm. is a really big indicator of how I feel good. Yeah, um, I sleep better. All the things. Yeah. So I was talking to him. I said, I'm I want to I need help, but I don't hate myself this time. Yeah. And I said, but I I know that I'm not being my best self. So I. I think, again, my girls are night and day difference as far as body styles. Mm-hmm. Night and day. They're my sisters. <laughs> they are. Over again. Yeah. And um, so if I t- tried to teach them that skinny is a goal or yes. being mm-hmm. 150 pounds is okay is the goal. And just letting everything go. Yeah, yeah and not ha- being present with what your body needs, then I'm going to wait in a war that I'm never going to win. I, yeah, I talk about... Good. Such a good conversation. Um, you know, what does healthy look like? Yeah. What does healthy feel like? What does healthy look like? What you're eating, your energy level, all these things. So, you know, I that's the conversation that we go back and forth with my girls. And, you know, it looks very different. But I think it's what is your energy level? What's your mindset? Because one daughter is, I know when she's not doing well. Mm-hmm. And I know when I, I can see that she's struggling with her weight. And I, I'm never, ever going to go over there and be like, all right, honey, right. I've noticed that you've put on never, no, ever, ever. No. I'm going to ask her questions like, how are you doing on the inside? Yeah. How's your heart doing? How's your mind doing? Yeah. And Those it, are my questions. It's, it's a different way to really describe what you're saying based on Seth's question that we're actually helping to redefine success mm-hmm. because success probably used to be mm-hmm. I'm not successful as a woman unless unless I'm, I'm that super skinny, skinny model. and now it's turned to success is I don't care mm-hmm. I mean and, and this everything is, is this is great. the two ends of the everything spectrum so not everyone's like yeah. this obviously no. we right. have some great women around us but I think that's what culture does is go two ends of the spectrum yeah. and none of the girls feel good enough yeah. healthy enough feel right it's like so oh yeah, you have a certain body shape. Like you are not good enough here, but you're. Yeah. But this is moving you towards yeah. more and more unhealth. I, but then that. I think that there are some really beautiful things that have come out of you know some of the vulnerability that women are more willing to share than I am. Sure. But they'll say their height, their weight, and their pant size, and then you look at them and go, "I'm, I'm two of those things, but we look completely different." Okay. Or uh, you know, so it's it's there's just comparison goes crazy for women. I don't again I don't know what it is for men, but the comparison is loud for yeah. ladies. And I think the best way to quiet comparison is actually to love yourself and love your creator. Um, which the hardest part in all of that is probably first to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mean. I, I did all this because I didn't love myself. Mm-hmm. The results didn't stay. Not good. Yeah. The only times the results ever stayed was when I loved myself and said, you know what? I want to be the best version of me, which is always what I ask my girls. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be her. I don't want you to be her. I want you to be the best version of you. So what does that look like? You tell me. And then we go through all these different areas and they identify what the best version of themselves, and then I get to go in and assist. So great. Yeah. Such a good conversation. This is, I'm glad we, I was like, I just have this idea because. <laughs> yeah, I didn't it's know just that I'm a, giving the perfect answer. That's no, just but my I just, perspective. It's he- good to hear the process. And I yeah. think, you know, I, I know there's moms that have done like, you just gain 20 pounds. What are you, da, 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 like, sure. and their girls are like, ah, destroyed on the inside. And I and, think those are probably moms that are 
some of those, again, we're generalizing everything, but some of those are, they've got their own issue mm-hmm. around image um, yeah. and their own unsettling about value. And, um, you know, I, growing up as a young girl, I was more, much more of a tomboy. I love, I was totally a tomboy. I had guy friends. I wore jeans and sneakers and plain t-shirts. I mean, I was as tomboy as I get. All my girlfriends that I did have were super girly, super girly, two pieces. I was wearing a t-shirt or shorts if I could and a t-shirt. And then Ben shows up and he's interested <laughs> in me and I'm really confused as to how we got here. Cause I'm like, do you realize I'm, I'm hiding all of my assets on purpose? Did you realize that? You know, assets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the like, I'm that, trying to find them. <laughs> but I, I think that the difference is there. I, there wasn't, I wasn't sure what to do with my, my body where I'm trying to learn how to help my girls figure out what to do with their bodies. Yeah. In a healthy way. And and this is what young girls uh, are encountering every day All in society, time. on screens, everywhere. on movies, everywhere they turn. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. encountering this. So this is such an important conversation. And again, it's it, if shame's attached to it, that needs to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I would yeah. just say go back to um, do it because you love yourself. Yeah. Um, so and that you can lead your girls. Yeah, and energy and movement. I think yeah. that's a huge deal, yeah. yeah. Mobility, energy... Yeah, is a massive factor. I love seeing the top of the mountain, which means that I have to be able to get to the top of the mountain. Yeah, Um, I might not look like all the same hikers, but as long as I am able to get there, come on, all Mm -hmm. right, let's do it. Yeah, so I love it. I'm glad I asked that question because I was like, (laughs) me too. It just it's cool to hear your process with your girls, especially because they're so different as well. Like they're so different and. I only have one girl, so I'm like, she's got. I only have one, but I actually sat in a conversation recently where one of the girls said, "I'm I'm nothing like my sister." Yeah, mm-hmm. and I heard I, I watched Brittany shut it down quickly and say, "That's never been the goal." Yeah, that that is not the goal here. Yeah, and I but think just that's everything you said. Really good to. I mean, she even says it to me. I'm never gonna. I I can't be like you're perfect. I said, "Oh baby, let's <laughs> let's debunk that real this is fast." Called imperfect parenting. Yeah, mm-hmm. on purpose. Imperfect I wrote a whole book woman-y. about it. So. Yeah, I think moms and dads are needed in their children's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have valuable roles to play to fathers and sons and mothers and sons. That's and right. Mothers and daughters and fathers and daughters. So don't be afraid to jump in there, I think, is the big thing. So good. You guys are awesome. I love it. Awesome. This is great. We, we, we love our one. young girls. We yes, do. amazing girls. Such all a right. good conversation. Yep. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm. I'll see you in a month. You guys <laughs> will then. see Ben and Brittany next week. <laughs>